It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Welcome into the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben B. Baby Barm filling in for the P-Man. Chris Cook, DJC Squared on the ones and twos. No other person I'd rather have producing for my final radio oh, broadcast. Oh, that actually is very sweet and warms my heart. Thank you. Oh, uh, don't 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 flatter yourself, Cookie. It's all just you know for PR. Hey, I got something for you. Hey, Ben. Oh, there we <laughs> go. Nice, nice. Well, I mean, enough about me. Nobody cares. I'm just the producer. Um, we've had a big day in ECU athletics, and still a lot more to come. Let's get started with the game that just wrapped up moments ago. From the AAC tournament in basketball over in Fort Worth, as the ECU men's basketball team as the ninth seed took on the number one team in the country in the top seed in college basketball or in the tournament in Houston, ECU unable to get it done against the Cougars, losing that one 60 to 46. Before I get deeper in this, by the way, Jim Zoki, Panthers Radio Network, joining us on today's show in the next segment, talking the Panthers. Could Aaron Rodgers come to Charlotte? What's the deal with Lamar Jackson? Are they in all that sweepstakes? And how does he feel about the NFL Combine and what the Panthers should do in the draft? All that and much more. Getting back to EC basketball now that I got my plugs out of the way. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of positives to take away from what was pretty much a very ugly, low-scoring game. Uh, Parts played great defense, held the number one team in the country to 16-57 to or 16-57 to from the field, good enough for 28.1% field goal percentage horrible so that's great pirates play great defense they played their game when it comes to that aspect um they also out rebounded the cougars 42 to 41 so just nearly winning the rebounding battle and if you ask coach schwartz before the game and you ask him what the keys of the game are it's probably gonna be those two play great defense hold them to a low field goal percentage shooting and uh win the rebounding battle and he probably would tell you they would have a good chance to win but houston is just too damn good and it looks like the Pirates' free-throw shooting continues to be an issue. Hopefully, they'll get cleaned up next year. But you're not going to win a lot of games in conference, let alone against the number one team in the country, shooting 11 of 20, 55% from the free-throw line. Yeah, I saw um, at one point they were uh, they were only down by 10, yep. but they missed six free-throws in a row. Imagine like how much different it would have been if they had sunk more of those. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of been the story of the season in conference play. Um, they also really, in the first half, struggled with the trap defense that the Cougars were playing. Um, but we kind of we, we hung in there. The problem is is that Houston's just so big and so physical. I mean, they're clearly just the bigger, more physical team, just looking at them and just watching them play. Um, they're clearly more talented. I mean, I hate to say it. It's just the way it is. Obviously, we're under the first year of a new head coach. But, you know, with despite the fact that we lost that game, we can hang our hat that in our first year of a rebuild under a new head coach, um, we dominated in those categories. Well, not dominated, but we beat them in the rebounding category against a very tall, like, physical team that kind of makes their money that way. And we held them to low shooting percentages. Um, we could also, when you when it's all done, once the season is over, now that the season is over, 
I think you could take a lot of positives away from it. If you're this delusional old fart who thought, you know, we we're going to make a run in the conference tournament and Schwartz was going to turn things around almost instantly, you're delusional. That is not how it works. I'm sorry, the St. St. Peter's. But I like to hang our, our hang our hat on the fact that we got our first conference tournament win since 2017. That's crazy to say. Since 2017, we oh, did not yeah. get a conference tournament win. I think that's a huge thing to celebrate and a huge achievement and accomplishment for this team and Mike Schwartz in his first year. This is little things like that where you see a change. And we tied the record for most conference wins in the American since joining the American for ECU. Um, so th- that's another thing. You know, you look at it, we finished sub-500 and sub-500 in the conference. We still, like, tied the record for most conference wins we've had since joining the American. So little things like that is something to be optimistic about when it comes to this ECU men's basketball program. And if the talents like Ezra Ozar and R.J. Felton and, you know, Jaden Walker and guys like that do not get you excited and did not give you a clear indicator that this program is moving in the right direction, well, I don't know. Maybe go cheer on UNC who's, at the, who's on the couch right now and will probably be on the couch next year while the Pirates are still playing in the postseason. So, yeah, hang your hat on that because I know there's a lot of ECU basketball fans or ECU fans, ECU diehards in quotations, that watch UNC basketball and Duke basketball and don't like ECU base, uh, basketball. Ben but they're really diehards, die die apparently. Yeah. So tired of those old farts. Won't miss that <laughs> when I'm gone. You're just laying I it on them today. Bastards, man. I swear. Anyways, <laughs> ECU women's basketball, the better story out of this whole deal, as they defeated Houston 46-44 to and clinched a tournament bid. Isn't that crazy to say? It's we awesome. had a team clinch an NCAA tournament bid. That's more than even baseball can do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Picked last. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great story on that part. Um, ECU struggled early with turnovers in a defensive contest, very low scoring. But what I really liked, and this showed some very veteran leadership, was that Saniya Johnson really took over at the point, slowed the game down, acted as more of a facilitator, um, a floor general, and really took control and rallied them back, and the Pirates were just phenomenal on defense after that and capitalized off their opportunities. So, Saniya Johnson, really the MVP of the game for me, and it was great to see a comeback like that. Um, Kim McNeil and Saniya Johnson, speaking of baseball, we're leading you in the ECU baseball coverage at 545 here. But they will take over first pitch duties tomorrow um, ahead of ECU's contest against Liberty um, tomorrow, so that's going to be pretty neat to see. Congratulations to them. Well deserved. They also well deserved. have um, they're hosting a March Madness selection show in Town Bank Tower. I'm pretty sure that's probably just for the media, but that's Sunday at 7:30. They'll find out who they're playing in the NCAA tournament. Sonia Johnson finished the game with 13.7 rebounds and three assists, while Maya Joyner really had no answer for her in the paint when it came to getting boards. As she had 15 rebounds. That's insane yeah, when it comes that is, to women's basketball. That's insane. Absolutely. Wow. I uh, I love this comment from Kim McNeil after the game. She spoke to Morgan Uber of ESPN or the ESPN Plus feed. She just talked about her thoughts after winning that game. Obviously very emotional. She was crying as soon as they won it. It was a very good, like, feel-good moment. You talk about a Cinderella story. Kim McNeil wrapping up their season or wrapping up the win with Morgan Uber of ESPN Plus. Coach, to watch your team take this in, the celebrations, what's going through your mind right now? They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. Beautiful stuff there. 
Um, really, when you look at it, what I took away from this is you look at four of our athletic programs right now in terms of football, basketball, women's basketball, and baseball. Got to really shout it out to John Gilbert and all the coaches as they took an athletic department that was in some turmoil. And obviously football had a lot to do with that. But every program right now is trending in the right direction. And we have a sleeping giant right now in eastern North Carolina. And I think that's that's awesome to think about and awesome to say. It is. I'm very excited for the future. Very Absolutely. excited. Absolutely. Well, speaking of basketball, Farmville Central playing in the state playoffs tomorrow. Our sister station, 103.7 WTIB, will have live play-by-play coverage as they take on Reedsville in the state championship in the Dean Dome. Coverage begins at 2.30, once again on 103.7 WTIB. It is brought to you by our great sponsors, and Tony Moore, Creighton Commercial, proud owners of the Brightly Shopping Center in Farmville, Auto Store of Farmville and Greenville, Mosquito Authority, the Town of Farmville, Jack A. Farrier Steelworks, Pitt Green Electric Membership Corporation, Pierce Insurance, Hobbs Insurance, Farmville Flower Basket, NC Farm Bureau Insurance of Farmville, the Little Rocket, great food at the Little Rocket, a Farmville staple, and Gorman's Cafe. Special thanks to all our sponsors that are bringing you coverage of Farmville Central State Playoff uh, hopes against Reedsville as they look to win another title in that coveted program. Our guy Phil the Ref Pilkington on the call, and he'll be joined by Needham Chili. Be sure to check that out tomorrow. All right, on the other side here on the Patrick Johnson Show, we'll get into a little bit of Carolina Panthers football as Panthers Radio Network's Jim Zoki joins us talking the draft, the combine, and free agency right here on the other side on the Patrick Johnson Show. Pirates. Oh, there. Panthers. Go, baby. Very good. The P-Man. Uh, what else This is Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94.3 The Game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Here's some great news from the Seahorse Restaurant in Greenville. People have been coming for the prime rib on Saturday nights forever, but guess what? Due to the large demand, Danny has expanded prime rib to Thursday and Friday nights as well for a limited time. So now get the best prime rib you've ever tasted three nights a week at the Seahorse, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday starting at 5 p.m. till closing or until they run out. You can now have the famous Seahorse prime rib individually or for two, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for a limited time at the Seahorse on Stansburg Road across from the hospital. With wireless deals, you can't always trust everything you hear. So when we tell you that at U.S. Cellular you can choose from any unlimited default plan and get $500 off any phone with no hidden requirements, you're probably thinking, yeah, right. But that actually is right. Because at U.S. Cellular, you actually can trust everything you hear. Limited time offer. Terms and conditions apply. Visit uscellular.com for details. The team at Cellular Warehouse has extended the Christmas deals, and they are loaded up with free phones for everybody. That's right. They're free, baby. Don't wait, though, because these deals will not last for long. Call Toby Williams today at 252-799-7051. That's 252-799-7051. And let one of the experienced sales associates come right to your office or home. Cellular Warehouse, your local U.S. cellular authorized agents. The only agents that deliver phone, tablets, and routers right to your front door. Call 252-799-7051. This is about you, your family, and the health of all who live in eastern North Carolina. This is about the transformation of a health system into something more powerful and more human, about creating new ways to treat disease and keep you well. This is about ECU Health, which is to say, it's really all about you. ECU Health, 
minds, hearts, purpose. Have you had a colonoscopy? If you're between the ages of 45 and 75, you need to be screened regularly for colorectal cancer. Dr. Philip Goldstein at Carolina Digestive Diseases and Endoscopy Center wants to keep you healthy. Dr. Goldstein provides treatment and quality care for all GI needs. Just call the office at 252-758-8181. Appointments are always available within five business days. Hi, this is Dr. Philip Goldstein reminding you that a colonoscopy can save your life. Visit our website, cddgastro.com, and come see us at Carolina Digestive Diseases. Attention business owners and management, Roebuck Staffing of Greenville and Newburn is here for you. Will Roebuck and his staff are committed to fulfilling your staffing needs. Whether you're a contractor, a manufacturing company, or if you just need janitorial or clerical work for your business. Roebuck Staffing also does temporary to permanent and direct hiring. Roebuck Staffing is your trusted partner for all of your staffing needs and employment opportunities. Call Roebuck Staffing at 252-364-8700 or find them online at roebuckstaffing.com. Tweet at us. Hey, you want to see our tweets? That's creeping me out. Follow us on Twitter for breaking sports news and what's going on around the Pirate Nation. We need you guys on Twitter. Twitter. It's 943 The Game on Twitter. Welcome back into the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben B. Baby Barm filling in for the P-Man as we get you set for ECU baseball. Well, it's NFL draft season. The combine just wrapping up last week. And now we're ramping up talks to the NFL draft in April, one of the most exciting times of the year when it comes to the NFL. And Well, not really, but nonetheless, Jim Zoki, Panthers Radio Network, joins me here. And Jim, fun fact, since it's sports, you know, in sports we love stats. Here's a stat for you, very Jim Zoki specific here. When Ben Barm's filling in for Patrick Johnson, the guest that's had the most appearances with Ben has been Jim Zoki. So we got a plaque in line for you. Guinness Book of World Records oh. has one ready. Yep, it's in the mail. Uh, last I heard, there was some shipping and postage uh, problems, so we'll get that worked out. Nonetheless, congratulations, my friend. And how are you doing here on this Friday? Well, I'm, I'm sure we could get Patrick and, and Henry to pay for the postage, at least to get it mailed out there. But uh, my honor to be on, especially Ben, on, on this, you, the final edition, so I'm excited to be on with you today. Yeah, it's, uh, it's bittersweet, but uh, who else better than Jim Zoki to join me here now? Let's get down to business. Enough about me and enough about you. Let's get to these Carolina <laughs> Panthers and NFL draft. And um, let's start with the reports. Before we could get into the draft, we know the quarterback position when it comes to the Carolina Panthers is very much shrouded in a lot of question marks, especially with Frank Wright coming in. What is he looking for in a quarterback? I think we can rule out Derek Carr now, obviously, because he signed with the Saints. And uh, Propsy, you've said that months ago. Even when guys were reporting or coming up with rumors that, you know, Derek Carr was being considered, you maintained that Derek Carr was not going to happen in Carolina. So all the more props to you. But I'm looking at this guy, Lamar Jackson here. Probably the most highly touted, the most, I would say, uh, appealing prospect out there when it comes to free agency right now. He signed a non-exclusive tender franchise tag, which means he could still receive offers from other teams now, the latest report we see from Sports Illustrated, and now I'm seeing the Charlotte Observer report this, is that Panthers are not interested. Why is that the case, and why does Lamar Jackson not fit in with their plans, and what exactly is their plans? I think, you know, as far as what their general thought process is, is that it's, uh, it's cheaper and more of a long-term hold on a younger player to draft a guy. and You've got a top-ten yeah. pick. And there's some you know viable quarterbacks that are in this draft, so I think that's the way they would like to go. It doesn't. I'm not excluding 
other things from happening. Uh, but I, you know, I never thought like for one that Aaron Rodgers was coming here. Yeah. I didn't really think Lamar Jackson is a player that is uh, unique and that you would have to set your offense up to, you know, take in a quarterback that has that running ability. And certainly we've had a guy like Cam Newton here before where you can do that, but it's a commitment. Like you have to have a certain kind of offensive line. You have to have, you know, receivers and running backs and tight ends that all flow with that. So you do have to do a massive overhaul. As far as that's not what we had uh, with uh, Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield and guys like that. So yeah. to me, I think in terms of just the budget, you know, what's workable? Why do you bring in Frank Reich? Why do you have Josh McCown as quarterbacks coach? I think they want to groom a young quarterback. Now there will be, I'm sure, some sort of veteran presence in there. And it may even be the starting quarterback to begin the season next year. But I think the big picture is they'd like to draft a young guy that they have control of that's not going to break the bank, that they view as being the franchise guy. And then secondly, obviously, fill out the quarterback room with a viable veteran. It may be Sam Darnold or somebody like that. Uh, and then you got Matt uh, Corral. So I think to me, that's the most likely scenario. It's the kind of thing that I say that because Scott Fitter has hinted at that kind of being the optimal way of how they want to structure their, their, their roster moving in with Frank Reich now. Absolutely, yeah, and I think that's the best plan moving forward just from a fan standpoint. But you mentioned Aaron Rodgers, and I'm glad you mentioned him. I almost forgot about that whole deal. Um, it seems like... The Jets are the only team really interested, and the Jets are kind of the saving grace when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, because I never thought I would say this. doesn't seem like a lot of teams are interested in a guy that was a back-to-back MVP just as recent as about, what, within three years ago? So, I mean, that's crazy to think about. But you mentioned veteran presence. I guess it kind of depends on the money, and I would be, I think it would be crazy to give Aaron Rodgers ridiculous money at this point. But is it possible... And could the the Panthers possibly be in on that sweepstakes when it comes to Aaron Rodgers? No, I don't think so. And a lot of that gets back to what I said about Lamar Jackson. Just, just yep. a budget breaker. You know, of course, with Lamar, it's two number one picks. And he wants, reportedly, something of a Deshaun Watson-type contract. He's got no agent, so he works through you know, him and his mom handle that. I think that's that's not – I don't know why he does that. I'll be honest with you, I haven't researched why yep. he does it that way. But I think the one thing about agents is, they know how to deal with these GMs and owners. They know how to create a frenzy of interest and, uh, even if it's fake interest, to kind of move things along. And he just doesn't have some of those tools at his disposal as far as negotiations go. As far as Aaron Rodgers goes, I, I don't think a 39-year-old, as great as he is, this is a good fit here. This is not a team on the cusp of a Super Bowl. He, it's not, so I don't think it's a spot for him. I think with the Jets, I think they feel like, you know, they've got some good young talent that he would fit right in with there and they can make a big jump as far as being a playoff team. So obviously Aaron Rodgers is going to make most, most quarterback situations better for any team in the league. But I, I think the Panthers are now after going kind of Teddy Bridgewater, Baker Mayfield, uh, Sam Darnold, in the whatever order that, you know, I think they're interested in having their own guy that they draft and make room that fits what they're trying to do. I don't know exactly which one that is as far as they're concerned for. I would say if you can't move up and get, say, C.J. Stroud's your guy, if you don't think you can yeah. get C.J. Stroud, he'll probably go one or two. I'd say take a long look at Hendon Hooker at Tennessee. This is a guy I who's been a yeah. surefire number one pick. He's I know he's 25, but, okay, if he's 24, is that a complete difference maker that he's 24 or 25? Um, and the fact that he's an ACL, Deshaun Watson had a torn ACL at Clemson. A lot of guys come out of college with injuries and they heal, they're young, and, and they get right back at it. So 
that's a guy that probably would have been in the conversation for being, I think, probably like a mid-first-round pick. And he beat Bryce Young. He beat Alabama this year. So I, I'd say if, if his projection is second or third round, take a great edge rusher or receiver in the first round and come back and get Hendon Hooker if you're not sure about Will Levis, if you're not sure about Bryce Young. Um, I'd rather make that, that gamble in the second round on a guy like Hendon Hooker and, and not waste that uh, top ten pick when you can get somebody that would be like a compliment to either Brian Burns or DJ Moore on the roster. And I agree, and I like the point you made about Hendon Hooker. He's probably my favorite quarterback prospect in this draft, which is not saying much because there's a lot of bodies but not necessarily that generational talent. So it all kind of depends on what you prefer and what you saw in the college football season. But when it comes to Hooker, that seems like that would be more Frank Reich's guy just because – you know, he fits the mold of what Frank Reich typically has at the quarterback position as far as size, as far as a guy that's mobile when he absolutely needs to be, a guy that's accurate in the pocket. I mean, Hooker, he checks all the boxes, and he seems to be the most intriguing prospect. I like what you said. I think it's even possible when it comes to Hooker, you trade down, you still have some draft capital you got to make up for if, you know, Sam Darnold and the recent trades for Baker Mayfield and whatnot, which you didn't give up crazy draft picks, but there's still some voids there. You can get some draft capital if you trade down and take a chance on Hooker. And there's even talk he might be there in the second. So, yeah, I think there's still needs on defense that are very much need to be addressed that could be addressed in the first round, an edge rusher or whatnot. If you can't find your generational, uh, let's say, team-changing guy, franchise-changing guy in that first round, and you don't feel like there's a guy there, why take a flyer on that on one of these quarterbacks when you could take one on a guy who can possibly change your defense at the edge rusher position, maybe get a cornerback, whatever you prefer on that defense position, I think that makes way more way more sense. And based on what you're seeing in press conferences and the reports and the people you talk to, is that a possibility? I would think so. I mean, they're doing do their research. It's all who you like. You know, fit is a big deal. But the interesting thing about Frank Reich is, you know, look at all the different types of quarterbacks he worked with yeah. when he was with the Colts. I mean, he started out with having Andrew Luck. Uh, they had Phillip Rivers. They had Carson Wentz. They had Jacoby Brissett. Uh, so, I mean, he's dealt with a lot of different quarterbacks. Yeah. He made a great point at his second press conference when I was there was that, you know, Josh McCown played 17 years. Frank Reich played 14 years. He said, you know, Josh McCown's been in different systems that he's never coached or played in. So between them as a staff collectively, you know, they can deal with whatever they get. You know, if they drafted, yeah. you know, five foot ten, whatever he is, Bryce Young, or they, they get, you know, a six four quarterback who's a pocket guy or whatever. Yeah. You know, they they can work with whatever. Uh, but you do have to kind of tailor it to the talent of your star players to make it best for them. But I can make the case that and I'm not talking about with the first round pick, but just in general need, you need a tight end. You need, to me, a number one receiver to go with DJ Moore, not just like some guy. Uh, I agree. You need um, linebacker help, probably multiple linebacker help. So we need that edge rusher to complement Brian Burns. You need help in the secondary. So there are widespread needs that are not going to be addressed in one draft or even one free agency period here. This is at least a two-year process, I think, to get this roster right to where you feel good. Not that you couldn't squeak into a seven-conference team playoff, but to be a viable contender, you know, if you hit it right and find your quarterback, you're, you're probably at least, you know, two off seasons away from getting that accomplished at this point. No, I completely agree. Um, just moving on to the NFL draft and talking a little bit about the combine. Um, a big name that's been in recent talks. Fans are loving it. A lot of the reporters and the beat writers are loving it. Anthony Richardson, and I equate this to, he reminds a lot of people of Cam. I'm being quite honest. I mean, that, that seems to be what the deal is there. Obviously he, you know, he looked really good at the combine, but, 
when it comes to Anthony Anthony Richardson, it's a deal to me where it's like, does game film no matter uh, matter? Does that no longer exist? Does that not matter to these fans whatsoever? I mean, this was a guy that didn't have a touchdown in the college football season till week four. So, I mean, when you when you look at Anthony Richardson, what's the appeal there? And could you see that be a likely scenario for the Carolina Panthers? And does that fit what you think Frank Reich possibly might want when it comes to that offense and the Panthers' offense? Because, you know, he's got a certain style going there um, when it comes to that quarterback position that you're going to have to build around. Yeah, I think, you know, Anthony, obviously, to me, only reinforced, obviously, his athletic prowess. I mean, that was like Absolutely, yeah. going in. And so it just it quantified it, but it wasn't like, oh, now we know he's he's fast. And I think we saw that. But to your point, I think teams do evaluate, I think, in large measure on the body of work, the, all, all the games, all the film study, uh, and then stuff like the combine and this and that is um, is part of the equation, but it's much less of the equation. I also think you look at the character of the people that you're drafting now because that's so important. So I think you look at, you know, how did they actually play? What kind of system did they play in? What kind of talent did they have for them and against them? You look at their character. But I think bench press, you know, weightlifting, like, it's exciting. It's like, obviously, but you saw Anthony Richardson play. You could see that even without having all the measurables about that. You knew he was 6'4". You knew he was fast. Can he be an accurate thrower of the football? He will enter whatever team's minicamp not. <laughs> yeah. Not at the top of the list of, of accuracy. So your question has to be, can you make him that? He doesn't have to come in as the finished product, but you know it's going to be a raw project that's going to be on you, the coaching staff, to get that out of him, and are you willing to do that? So you do have a situation here where you've got a first-year coaching staff. They're given time, as opposed to, say, last year when you had Matt Rule, Do you had not. a third-year coach entering on a hot seat. <laughs> I doesn't have time. I guess you could you could sell the point, well, well, you can't judge me because I've got young people and it takes time. Uh, so you can't uh, you can't do that yet. But I think in this situation they got patience uh, to do that. So I think it would be appealing. Uh, he will go, I think, now in the top five for sure yeah. uh, of this draft. Um, I think there's some question marks about – Again, didn't change, but Bryce Young's size, I think, is something to look at. Will Levis was another one where it's like you see the cannon arm, but, again, accuracy, decision-making in the pocket, things like that, interceptions, those are question marks. And I have some of those same question marks about Richardson. Yeah, but raw abilities, size, all that stuff. But, you know, Chris Winkie came into this league, big guy, big arm, uh, but couldn't read defenses and wasn't super accurate and didn't make great decisions. So it can't just be about, you know, how you look at an open field against air, not playing against defense, because that all, that all matters. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you hit on the quarterbacks there. Saved us a lot of time. You know, you mentioned you like the idea of maybe getting a hooker in the second or the mid-first round and taking a flyer of somebody else on the defense, maybe pairing D.J. Moore up with a number one receiver in this draft. Who are some of the other guys under the radar? Because we hear so much about quarterbacks. Um, that very much could be a possibility for the Panthers that you're really liking, whether it's the defense, at edge rusher, or at corner, or safety, linebacker, wide receiver, whatever the case may be? Well, I don't think I'll trade up and do it, but I've done the Bronco Nagurski Award. I'm seeing that the last couple of years. Yep. And the two years I've done it, Will Anderson has won that award. He's about as surefire of a player in this draft as there is. I think he's going to be a plug-and-play, one of those guys that goes to the Pro Bowl, you know, seven to ten times in his career if he stays healthy. So I think, you know, but again, that's a top-five player. You'd have to move up to get somebody like that. 
the guy that really helped himself at the combine, there were question marks about his size, are Nolan, is Nolan Smith uh, out of Alabama. And this is a guy who runs Absolutely. a 4-3-40. Yeah. And the Panthers, you know, again, are going to switch from a 4-3 to a 3-4. So it's going to be – and, again, that's a base. and People get all weirded out about that. You change all the time. You're going to have 4-3 sets. You're going to blitz. You're going to drop back and yeah. coverage. So that's just a base. It's not like they're going to line up 3-4 80% of the time. It's not going to happen. Uh, but that's a guy that really helped himself at the combat because of his toughness, you know, because he can be a guy that can fight off offensive tackles because uh, he's not overly small in terms of that he can't make the plays out there. And I think he's a guy that is a three-down player. So Nolan Smith uh, certainly helped himself, I think, as far as what he showed at the combine. Absolutely. No, I like both of those guys, especially Will Anderson. That's a guy that, you know, we were talking would be the undoubted unanimous number one overall pick, you know, just a couple months ago. And then with, you know, the emergence of Bryce Young and, you know, all these quarterbacks, that's obviously changed. It seems to do that every draft. But we're looking at Will I Anderson. Just, I also misspoke. I said Alabama, Georgia, of course, for Nolan Smith. But yeah, Alabama yeah. for Will Anderson, but Georgia for Nolan Smith. Absolutely, yeah. We we, we, we all get it. Um, You know, it's the two top programs. No one's going to be like, ah, oh, come on, Zoke. But when it comes they're almost, they're almost the same program, aren't they? They're interchangeable. Yeah, they're about the same. Well, yeah, both red, you know, both powerhouses, you know, what's the difference? <laughs> both win national titles. Absolutely, yeah. But when it comes to Will Anderson, that was a guy, you know, you thought would have been top five, and it seems like he's getting overlooked, and, you know, he could easily drop the number nine, and I would love that pick. But, you know, who knows that, you know, everyone's looking for their quarterback of the future. Um, moving on to free agency, you know, we got a couple of important Panthers for agents not under contract or on the team last year. We do know that they've already came out and said Deontay Foreman is a priority at the running back position. Any latest, What are the latest developments when it comes to that? Because uh, last I checked, he's still not under contract. Is it just an issue in negotiating, or you know what exactly is the issue there? Uh, well, I don't know if it's an issue, but I mean, what they've been doing is restructuring some contracts. And yeah, Xavier Woods was the most recent example of that uh, just a couple of days ago. So they are restructuring. Uh, you know, Austin Corbett got restructured, and some others. So I mean, they are this uh, talk about Shaq Thompson either will be a restructure or a release, Oof. Uh, depending on how much they save with that. You know, DJ Moore. So I think there's opportunities where they're trying to free up money. And I think, you know, there's interest on both sides, obviously. And first of all, Bradley Bozeman coming back at, at center. I know he wants to be here, but if there's interest uh, mutually, I think, you know, that would, you know, again, what they're doing is helping to free up salary cap space to make something like that happen for him. And then, you know, obviously Deontay Foreman did rush the ball well. The thing about Deontay Foreman, it depends on what they're trying to accomplish offensively. Uh, but, you know, again, he's not a pass catcher. So, yeah. I mean, he was a great, tough running back. Uh, there's been some talk about Jamal Williams, who is of that mode, and yeah. is more of the physical, you know, downhill running back uh, because of his relationship with Deuce Staley at Detroit uh, being a possibility here. But again, some of that's just you know talk and yeah. people trying to make fits because they look at a staff and they go, well, that guy might be a fit here. So the money's got to be right, obviously, for for all these guys and for running backs. You know, someone like Deontay Foreman, I think, will be good wherever he goes. Uh, it's just a matter of getting that opportunity. So whether it's here or not. Uh, unfortunately, as we know for running backs, uh, they're plentiful. You know, it's hard to find yeah. quarterbacks, it's hard to find left tackles, it's hard to find shutdown corners. There happens to be a lot more really good running backs uh, around the league, and some of them are not starters uh, in this league, as Deontay Foreman was sitting at home. 
And so um, they're just a little bit easier, to, a lot more easier actually uh, to come by than some other positions because there are just so many really good ones out there. Yeah, I completely agree. And uh, with Jamal Williams' deal, that's another case of people just being bored. There's no football on besides the XFL. Right, l- 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 let me – let me look at the sheet. Let me look who's on the staff, like you said, and I'm bored. Who are we going to sign? But when it comes, um, what I kind of want to get into here to wrap it up with you, Zoke, um, Panthers Radio Network, Jim Zoki, um, he holds the record for most guest appearances when I'm hosting. His plaque is on the way, <laughs> by the way. But wrapping it up here, we're taking a look at Freightancy. Obviously, a lot of question marks, and usually you don't get into the midst of that when it comes to the Panthers till after the draft or around the draft when they kind of have a more clear-cut idea of what they're going to do and what your draft picks are and whatnot. But, you know, looking at the free agent market right now, obviously you got some pieces to fill out on the defense, maybe a couple of pieces to fill out on the offense at tight end, at receiver, maybe running back, maybe you want to do something on the offensive line, whatever the case may be. Who's the guy that would fit with the Panthers – who makes sense money-wise, would you like to see the Panthers possibly take a flyer on in free agency? I mean, this wouldn't be like, you know, like a, a big splash news item, but Perfect Panthers struggled signing. at, yeah, for the Panthers. But, but like for the Panthers, I mean, they've not had a tight end since Greg Olson. Yeah, so I agree. See somebody like Mike Gusecki coming in as a free agent would be just a guy that you know exactly what you're getting, a pass-catching tight end who's had success when used properly. And I just think when you draft tight ends, I even look at like Kyle Pitts. He was pretty good his first year with Atlanta. He was hurt last year, but again, they didn't really throw the ball to him because of the Arthur Smith offense in Atlanta. I I just think you just don't know with a lot of these collegiate tight ends how they're going to go. I have a more experienced veteran guy that's been around the league for a few years. And and just, you know, again, make your big splash in the draft at receiver, edge rusher, some other places, hopefully quarterback. Uh, but someone like a Mike Gusecki signing wouldn't be like headline news. But a player like that, I think you just plug him in. He's your starter. He can catch probably, it's not super exciting, 40 to 50 catches a year. But that's what they've been missing. They just don't have that weapon and that red zone threat. So I think somebody like that would be a good signing. No, absolutely, I agree. I mean, that's something that's desperately been missing. When you look at the red zone offense, I mean, where we've really made our money in the past was, you know, having those marquee tight ends that can get you touchdowns like Greg Olson, Wesley Walls back in the day. So, I mean, that's a no-brainer to me. And a guy that can block as well would help out on the offensive line. Um, that seems like a no-brainer, and I completely agree. Maybe a Dalton Schultz might be an option or a yep. guy you can consider that very much like. Anyway, Zoke, uh, I hate to say it, but uh, this is my final farewell to you. B-Baby is signing off. Who knows when we'll interact again, but I appreciate you always willing to come on when I fill in and entertaining my silly fanboy questions. So, Zoke, as a fan growing up listening to your radio broadcast and now interacting with you on the radio, thanks a lot, my friend, and farewell. See you down the road sometime. Well, B-Baby, I wish you the best in your future endeavors. I know Patrick Johnson will miss you there on a daily basis, all the great work you've done there, and I'll miss our little conversations here, but you got my phone number. Keep in touch and uh, wish you well in all that you do. Absolutely. Thanks, Zoke. You got it. 
Don't miss a moment. Remember, there will be a test. You can log on to the brand new 943thegame.com for the podcast of the PJ Show. Plus, what's going on with sports in Pitt County and around the globe. And the latest on the ECU Pirates. Log on today to the brand new 943thegame.com. You are dismissed. Here's some great news from the Seahorse Restaurant in Greenville. People have been coming for the Prime Rib on Saturday nights forever, but guess what? Due to the large demand, Danny has expanded Prime Rib to Thursday and Friday nights as well for a limited time. So now get the best prime rib you've ever tasted three nights a week at the Seahorse, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday starting at 5 p.m. till closing or until they run out. You can now have the famous Seahorse prime rib individually or for two, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for a limited time at the Seahorse on Stansburg Road across from the hospital. Hello, Eastern North Carolina. Matt Murchison here at Greenville Nissan. It's our Greenville Nissan now sales event going on right now at Greenville Nissan. I'm alone with Scotty Turner. What's up, my What's friend? What's up, uh? It's good to see you. Good to see you. We're standing by an outstanding vehicle that we've been selling a lot of. And Boy, what are you what, talking about? And why? Leases. Lease payments. Well, when you can do an 18-month lease at the, at the investment that we're talking about on a monthly basis, that goes to tell me that the resale values on our pre-owned as it moves forward are going to be Incredible. That's right. We got a great lineup of Pathfinders. They did an amazing redesign of the Pathfinder this past year. A third row SUV, great on gas. Right now, zero down, zero down. That's right, zero down, three ninety-five a month on a lease payment on a Pathfinder. Also on our roads, we've been selling those like crazy. Great lease payment on that. Zero down, three. 75 on those. Great seller right there. It's been a great month and we got to keep do. moving. We got to keep moving. We got a great product and we've got, it's a great time to do a lease. We're selling cars like rock stars. Oh, that's right. Right here at Greenville Nissan and GreenwellNissan.com where we drive to serve. If you've been injured in an accident and need cash now before your case settles, Oasis Financial can help. Last month, Oasis helped over 3,000 people. Why not you? If you have an attorney, call Oasis Financial today at 877-266-9107. It takes just three minutes to apply. And once you're approved, get $500 to $100,000 of your settlement in as little as 24 hours with no risk to you. That's right. Get $500 to $100,000 within one day. If you lose your case, you don't have to pay Oasis back. Ever. So call Oasis today to see if you qualify at 877-266-9107. That's 877-266-9107. Better day start today. Get the cash you need with Oasis. Call Oasis today at 877-266-9107. Oasis is currently not providing legal funding in Arkansas, Kansas, Kentucky, Maryland, North Carolina, North Dakota, or West Virginia. HealthWise Pharmacy rounds the bases with all of your infusion, retail, compounding, and medical equipment needs. Locally owned and operated by pharmacist Marcy Parker, HealthWise has grown to be your most trusted provider for infusion services. Currently providing in-home or on-site infusions in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Virginia. Visit HealthWise Pharmacy at 615B South Memorial Drive or call 252-295-0059 to speak to a patient service representative to find the option that best suits your needs. Tweet at us. Hey, you want to see our tweets? That's creeping me out. Follow us on Twitter for breaking sports news and what's going on around the Pirate Nation. We need you guys on Twitter. Twitter. It's 943 The Game on Twitter. Welcome back to the Patrick Johnson Show. Getting right into it, we have some breaking news. And, of course, God hates me, dude. My final show is a complete Oh, mess. don't say that. As soon as Jim Zoki got off, um, breaking news when it comes to the Carolina Panthers... And it's Exhibit A of why Scott Fitterer, the GM, is completely incompetent and uh, deserves to be fired. But nonetheless, um, Bears trading the number one overall pick to Carolina for the ninth overall pick, the 61st overall pick, 
a first-round pick in 2024, a second-round pick in 2025, and wide receiver DJ Moore. Of course, my final show is going to end with me complaining about the Panthers, but Exhibit A of Scott Fitterer and these dumb Panthers fans praising a guy that is clearly incompetent and likes to make moves just to make them. What is your plan here in this draft where there's not a lot of good generational quarterback talent? Who are you loving to trade up to the number one overall pick and select somebody and trade your future away? What a dummy. I hate the Carolina Panthers. Moving on, we're leading you into ECU baseball coverage. We're going to have Farmville Central in the state championship for basketball in the Dean Dome against Reedsville. That comes away on 103.7 WTIB, our sister station, at 2.30 tomorrow. Special thanks to our sponsors who sponsor that. Tony Moore, Creighton Commercial, Auto Star of Farmville and Greenville, Mosquito Authority, the town of Farmville, Jack A. Farrier Steelworks, Pitt Green Electric Membership Corporation, Pierce Insurance, Hobbs Insurance, Farmville Flower Basket, NC Farm Bureau Insurance of Farmville, the Little Rocket, and Gorham's Cafe. Ooh, that is a mouthful. Now, it's getting you set for ECU baseball as they're set to take the mound against Liberty here. We'll have coverage at 545 on the other side of this timeout here to close the show. But they're taking on Liberty. Uh, Trey Savage set to start in the mound. Trey Savage has been phenomenal this year. He's 1-0 in terms of his win-loss record and has a 159 ERA, completely phenomenal. When you look at Liberty and their schedule so far, um, very, very uh, – it's hard to get a good gauge on Liberty just because they've had some big wins and then they've had some very puzzling losses. I'm um, taking a look. They got swept by Southern Miss. Southern Miss, a really good powerhouse out of the conference, USA. Then beat Duke in a midweek game. It could have been a case where they threw their ace against Duke, you know, Smaller programs like Liberty tend to do things like that against bigger-time programs. Um, Take two games against Winthrop in a three-game series. Um, Defeat Longwood. Take two games against Bryant. Defeated VCU, and now they're getting ready to take on East Carolina. Stay tuned for that. Tomorrow, they're giving away the the powder purple jerseys for the first 300 fans, so make sure to get to the game early. That's going to do it for us here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben Barham filling in. Special thanks to Chris Cooks on the ones and twos. Good night, everybody. Enjoy UC baseball. Many changes in the automotive world. At Phelps Chevrolet, the Phelps boys are here to take care of you. Mike, Daryl, and four of Mr. Phelps' grandsons, Wade, West, Allen, and Clay. You see, things at Phelps remain the same. The Phelps team has served Eastern North Carolina for over 50 years. We make your visit easy and fun. We are your neighbors, and that's what neighbors do. Phelps Chevrolet in Greenville. Like Mr. Phelps' great-granddaughter says, come in and get you one. With wireless deals, you can't always trust everything you hear. So when we tell you that at U.S. Cellular you can choose from any unlimited evolved plan and get $500 off any phone with no hidden requirements, you're probably thinking, yeah, right. But that actually is right. Because at U.S. Cellular, you actually can trust everything you hear. Limited time offer. Terms and conditions apply. Visit uscellular.com for details. The team at Cellular Warehouse has extended the Christmas deals, and they are loaded up with free phones for everybody. That's right. They're free, baby. Don't wait, though, because these deals will not last for long. Call Toby Williams today at 252-799-7051. That's 252-799-7051. And let one of the experienced sales associates come right to your office or home. 
Cellular Warehouse, your local U.S. cellular authorized agents. The only agents that deliver phone, tablets, and routers right to your front door. Call 252-799-7051. Attention turkey hunters. Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop, just outside of Greenville, is the premier shop. 